We are starting the seventh part, the seventh shear on Ilchot Tzedakah, Rabotai. Seventh shear on Ilchot Tzedakah. Why is my video not working? Oh, I know, I have this thing. Seventh shear on Hilchot Tzedakah. Page. What? Seventh shear. Page seventh shear. Kodarav. This is Rabbi Iluz, the chief rabbi of a city in Israel called Orakiva. And one of the uh, one of those in charge of the Rabbanut in Israel about the Kashrut. So if you want to know if we could eat any Kashrut, and Kashrut Rabbanut Tel Aviv, he'll tell you yes or no. We had a whole uh, discussion yesterday night about Kavod Avas. Oh. I told him I want to Kalastir. He said I also want to Kalastir. He said, I said, would you do Kalastir? I went because now in Israel it's illegal the Kavod Avas because they said you're hurting the animals. So he goes, they go to uh, Hungary to make it. Okay. Okay, so we're going to be focusing today from primarily on who to give tzedakah to. And this was written way before the hostages. And you're going to see how, how interesting that... Um, hostages is tzedakah? What? Hostages is tzedakah? Yeah, no. To, 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 to release hostages is one of the highest, um, one of the highest forms of tzedakah. Right? One of the highest forms of no, it's under tzedakah, I guess, because you're freeing somebody. Yeah, the, the, the guy's trapped, and he's gonna be, he's gonna be in a uh, a predicament. To be able to release him, if you give him money. Yeah. But he would be without giving money. Oh no! But let, I'm not talking about this case. But let's say you would be able to give money for it. Okay, so let's start. Uh, what, what, on what version do you have the pages? 54. Second half. 54. Do I think you have the first half? No. Sedaka and Maser, part two, three. Sedaka, Lepidian, Shuma, Panjo, I know 50, 55, I don't know how to say 54, so I just said 55. But it's really 54. No, second half. I want, uh, how do you find it in this Okay, so the Gemara Bava Batra starts off with the following principle. When the when the uh, queen, uh, look all the way on the bottom, three lines from the bottom. Ifra. Hormuz Ime Malka. 
Shadra Arnike the Dinra Kameder of Yosef. Amra Lehave Mitzvah Raba. She sent money to Rav Yosef. She said it should be used for a great mitzvah. So you, what do you see from over here? That for the mitzvah of Pidyon Shvuim, for the mitzvah of Pidyon Shvuim, they're subject to every form of you know, ever of torture and, and lo'aleinu, death. So that's a great, great tzedakah. It's called mitzvah rabbah. It's one of the mitzvah that you can even sell a Sefer Torah for. Yativ Rav Yosef Gamayin by my mitzvah rabbah. Amar leya bayim mitzitani barashimol v'yudu e'inpas yosel yatomim afilu pidyon shvuim. That you see that, and then the Gemara goes on. When he's saying uh, you can't take tzedakah from a trustee of a uh, of, of of orphans, even for pidyon shvuim. So what do you see that even like the highest level of tzedakah pidyon shvuim you can't do for that? So you see that pidyon shvuim is a very very high level. And the Gemara says, how do you know that? Amar le rava le rava. Turn the page. Amar le rava le rava. Panjo panj. Barmari mena milta damar abanim bidro mitzurabi amar le dichtiv like it's written like it's written in the pasuk in Yirmiyahu v'aya yomeru elecha ananitze ve'amartelem ko amaradunai asher la 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 mud la mavi asher lecherev lecherev asher lerav lerav asher lechevi lechevi when it says that whoever goes out to death to death is equating hunger and death. The captivity. That's how. That's how horrible it is. Again, this was predestined. We learn it now. This was written many years ago. Our booklet, right? We didn't know that we would be dealing with a colossal amount of hostages. Ridiculous. The Amr of Yochanan. Whatever you say later in the pasuk, easier to be killed by death, easier to die than hunger, than to be in captivity. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is it captivity or it's uh, jail as well? I don't know what that means. So, hostage versus uh, somebody did something wrong and they put him in jail, but you have the chance of collecting money and bailing him out. I don't know. I had a dream last night about people that I knew were in jail. Say amen. I don't know. It's a different jail. Because jail is... You have to know what type of jail. We're going to have to go into it. A lot of jails, it's a sakanat mavet. You go, a person goes in there, lo aleinu, the gangs, they could, uh, they could destroy a person. For sure, emotionally. Uh, most folks can understand that any jail, almost any jail nowadays, is really a case of sakanat mavet. And that's the way. I, that's the way. I, that's the way I think. Is, I've seen also what? Forty years. Forty years, and I know him. Oh my goodness! Guy stuck in, in the middle of something. They just sentenced him for forty years. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! The guy in the company. That company. Pharmaceutical? No. 
Hashem, Hashem Yatsilenu. Afterwards, you're going to give us the full report on it. Oy, that hurts a lot to hear that. You see, this is exactly what we're talking about. Somebody like this that goes in for 40 years, they're not putting him in the Ritz Carlton. Or there's a pasuk that we say in, that we're going to say every single day of the week next week. It's dear to the name of Hashem, Hamavtalah Chasidav. In other words, in other words, death is is easier you know, than than having uh, than having to go through the through the. And it's better than 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 uh, than 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 uh, getting killed because you're mitzayer. A person is mitzayer. So you see that cherev is worse than rav, and shevi is worse than because every it has everything inside. It has death. It has sufferings. It has it has hunger. It has everything. Look at these hostages. They gave them. Uh, you know, a piece of cheese, and I don't know what else they have to go through. Oh my gosh! What do they expect, people? What do you mean barbarians? Do you, you're telling me that the Arabs are always they would take you good care of achnasat orchim and whatever else. What happened over here? That they're achnasat or they lost all their zechut. Shem is gonna obliterate them. Amen. 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 My father-in-law he was in the he was in the army. He would say that uh, like uh, a while ago. He said that they were always the most scared to fall under the Syrians. The Syrians they learned from the Nazis taught them how to torture. They wouldn't have any rahmanut. The worst thing would be like to fall under the Syrians. So, let's look at the Shulchan Aruch and see Resh Nun Bet. Pidyon Shevuim Kodem Leparnasat Aniim. Pidyon Shevuim comes before being Mefarnes, poor people, Vilich Sutan, and to clothe them. Ve'en mitzvah gdola bepidyon Shevuim. Bepidyon Shevuim. There's no greater mitzvah. There's no greater mitzvah than, than, than Pidyon Shibuim. So, this is like, it's actually something something very uh, crazy. So, so I have a question from Mr. Dan Shirazi that asked me, what about a jail? What's the halach about a jail? This is Mr. Dan Shirazi. And he says like this, page 57. Ganav Hayot, uh, page 57, you got it? This was asked to... Uh, to Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach and others. Ganav Hayoshev Bebeta Sohar. Somebody who stole. Lo Aleinu. Biglal Maasav. Eno Biglal Mitzvat Pidyon Shiduim. So somebody who stole because of his actions. Is not part of mitzvah pidyon shivuim. Wow. Why? Because that's be- so says Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach says that pidyon shivuim is said when goyim trap a Jew for no real popular reason and they put him in jail. But let's say a person really stole 
it's better that he sits a little bit in jail, learns his lesson, than not doing that. And Rav Vosner, one of the great Hasidic masters, writes the same way. That if somebody is sitting in jail and he, he is somebody that damages the community, he makes Ponzi. There's one guy that I know, you probably know his name, like 20 years ago in Lakewood, he made a bunch of Ponzi schemes and they locked him up in jail. He got pardoned by El Presidente, the great president himself. And a few years later, he did another Ponzi scheme. Guy messed himself up. It wasn't a Ponzi scheme. Oh, fraud. Sorry. Stuff like that. Like a, like a thing on the government. You know, they were like. But it was something illegal. Unbelievable. So you, you think the guy would learn his lesson? No. Sometimes it's conditions. It's uh, it's the it's. Uh, by the way, psychological doesn't exempt anyone. Rabbi Stern told me that like people would go to uh, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein and tell him, you know, this person's a kleptomaniac, a kleptomaniac. So kleptomaniac, yes, is a condition to steal. So Rabbi Moshe Feinstein would say, "There's a ganav. You mean he's a ganav? In other words, you can't just by putting a fancy twenty twenty letter name in front of a guy exempted. He has a bigger Yetzirah than others to steal. But that means you're exempting him from any way of working on himself. He's a kleptomaniac. That's it. Oh, klepto- not saying somebody who's under a depression, they lost their mind, fine. But we use it too loosely sometimes. That's what he's saying. They, they use pigeon squeeze to raise money for cases I've seen. Where it's, 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 we don't know if well, when the Gdolim decided that Rubashkin, I don't want to open up a can of words, was Pidyan Shluyim, you know, that was that was a lot, many legal opinions signed on to that. That's a good question. So take a look at the bottom. I didn't finish. He says, interesting. He's still under the, the rubric of Pidyan Shvuim. Any Jew that's in jail, I guess no matter what he did, if he raised money to help the defense or to release him, I guess it's still And on the bottom, they say, they add on, obviously this would have to be judged by a case-by-case basis. Face, fa- no, it, it's fat. Let me tell you something. Off record or on record even. If somebody, lo alenu, molests children, the Shulchan Aruch at the end of Choshen Mishpat says that anybody who is a mazik lerabim, who uh, is, is, a, is a mazik lerabim, and now, especially in the past 30, 40 years, we have determined that a molester is not just that he's violating avirot that have to do with Evan Ha'ezer, that have to do with uh, arayot, marriage laws. It's in the subject of Yoredea, of killing people because that's what happens. They 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 mess children's up mind and then a lot of these children end up in suicide or, or other conditions. Once we know that, they are such a mazik lerabim, you are allowed to call the police and put him in jail. Not only you're allowed, you're obligated and you have to because that person is a is a danger to the community and that person has to sit in jail. Or, or you know, You'll have some very fringe Hasidic yeah, so communities that say, 
No, we'll take them on our own and we'll castrate them with uh, uh, what's the medicine again? Uh, lip, 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 what's the thing that castrates? <laughs> they give urologists what? Le- no, la- no, no. Doctor Agassino says they give them that. If somebody has uh, if somebody has prostate cancer, they give him that Lupron. 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 What does he do? Lupron. Yeah, that's something. I know something. They give him Lupron that 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 suppresses their testosterone. And when it suppresses their testosterone, so they don't have a Sahara anymore. I do the same thing for if I if I'm hungry, I'll take some you know anti-hungry pills That's also. What they take, the, the ones that want to become from a mental woman, no? Oh yeah, the wall. Over here, you don't have to take anything. You can decide one day. You can decide one day. So no, over here, it's speaking about something different. It's talking about not money to support him or to free him, but money to support his family. No, that's no, that's all we're talking about. No, that's not pinyon shivui. No, that's considered tzedakah. Funds to support the family is tzedakah. Now, if, if it's going to cost legal fees, $250,000, to redeem somebody who stole and is in jail, in a, in a jail that is more or less not, not a high-risk jail, that's going to be a question. Whether he should, Reb Shlomo Zalman would say no. We're not going to use two hundred thousand fifty dollars of community funds to release that person. Others will say, "Listen, they'll they'll look at the case and they'll say he wasn't treated fairly, wasn't right. He's in a he's in a dangerous jail." Other cases like that, we'll see that maybe it is big Shavuot. That's why you need people who are who are uh, responsible in the community to be able to determine what's called big Shavuot or not. You have to have Rabbanim behind it, putting their putting their um, their time and investment to see really what type of case this is. Okay, so let's continue. And the Yishulon Aruch in Yoradea, Siman Rishnun Aleph, continues uh, uh, regarding now. Let's go into other needs. So Pidyon Shvuim we know is important. What's called Pidyon Shvuim, it'll be really case by case. But it has to be something that there's life-threatening probably in order to say that. Now, Chayav Lehagdim Fifty-eight. Next, Let's say you have somebody who doesn't have what to eat, and somebody else who who lost his house or lost his uh, lost his um, his uh, he, he he doesn't have an amount for clothing. We don't know what that means nowadays because now there's Goodwill or whatever else. There's no such thing as not having money for clothing, but there's uh, there used to be such a thing. The halacha is you have to give money for somebody for food first. Okay? Next halacha. Halacha chet. A man and a woman who come to ask for, for food, you give to the lady before the man. Where are you? Next page. Page 59. You give to the lady before the man. Because a man knows how to go around and ask for his needs more than a lady <laughs> does. Okay? Next. For clothing, woman before a man, because it's very embarrassing for her. And also, she's not going to be able to go around as much as a man. If you have an orphan, 
or a girl orphan that need to get married, a male orphan or a girl orphan, we marry off the girl orphan first because it's going to be harder to marry her off. A boy is going to make sure he gets married. Very fascinating, right? More passive. Just like a man is derech is to go out for pardasa. That's, that's the way it is. Um, right? It's not because we're more feminist or non-feminist or whatever. Men or women are different. You know, they, they, are, they have different uh, qualities and different uh, strengths and each one according to that. Somebody just asked what, how do you explain to someone why women are exempt for certain mitzvot? Why women are certain, exempt for certain mitzvot? There, so you should, I heard from Moshe Shapiro that he really said that pshat. People think it's just fluff pshat. Moshe Shapiro, I heard him once say this pshat because a woman has an innate breed. She doesn't need as many connections as we do. That's what he said. Each thing you have to know how to, how to like really, uh, what's, the, uh, what, what, what's, what's the reason why each thing we do what we do. And it frustrates me that one time I was in Westwood and and like we were by a Birkat Amazon by some house that had a Brit Milah and uh, it was a member of Sinai Temple. So they started, they wanted to do Birkat Amazon and say, uh, no, Milcha or something, they said, Avram I'm like, you know, you know what bothers me? is like, you really think Chazal are, are not going to have their tefillot Towards Rivka Imenu or towards Sarah, if they didn't, everything will be Kabbalah. Every single word has like tremendous explanations. I'll be Kabbalah and everything. And we know we know the Koach of Avram over here. Sometimes you need the Koach of Sarah, and you're you, you belittle everything to that point. From then on, I saw this Hidura just like throwing. Okay, Hayulifanenu Anim Harbe. That's something else. If it's done as a statement, as I'm equal, it's not proper because it's not leading proper education in the house and the kids are start going to come out confused. In other words, each one has their strength and then their role. You're supposed to have a healthy home that the husband is the husband and he's the man and the woman is has other strength what she is giving. He shouldn't be doing her job, she's doing his job. That's a longer discussion. It could be Yotze with a woman saying it Kiddush, no? Sparadim could be Yotze with a woman saying Avdal and Kiddush, Ashkenazim Avdal and not. Yeah. Uh, they don't treat women as well as we do. Okay. Hayulifanenu. That's the Rambam's opinion. Holds Nachar for somewhere, as we say. That's right. Hayulifanenu Anim Harbe. If there was a lot of poor people, Ve'en Bakis Lifarnes Ole Chazot Olivdot. There's not enough money to support or to clothe. Or to be, or to, or to, or to redeem. Magdimia kohen Levi. So this is very interesting. Triage. We learned about it beforehand a little bit. Uh, in in Maginavot, we learned about it regarding saving, who to save first. But over here it says the coin goes before the Levi. The Levi goes before the Yisrael. Yisrael goes before somebody who's a halal, who's a who's a, a pasul kohen, and to a, a, a pasul kohen to a shtuki, a shtuki to a sufi, a sufi to a mamzer. By the way, what's an example of a halal? How about somebody who's a Kohen who got a vasectomy? That's a halal. He's a suadagi. He's not a Kohen anymore. No? He can, he can do a Kohen? No, he can marry a Grusha. 
You knew that? A Kohen who got a vasectomy can marry a Grusha. What? It could be. Yes. They, they, yeah. Okay. The guy's stuck in everything and he doesn't want to live his whole life with Isser. He'll do one Isser one time and then that's it. Yeah. Whatever. All, yeah, also. But this is, I'm just giving different examples. I got a, you know, then, then, um, then they, they're so haughty, the Kohanim, they think, oh, we're going to lowering them a little bit now. Here's another hit on the Kohanim. If you have somebody who's a Mamzer, but he's a Tamit Chacham, but a Kohen who's illiterate, he's, uh, he's an ignoramus, here we have Tamit Chacham and Kohen. But I'm saying, if not, let's say you don't have, then the Amaaretz, it goes, is not before the, the, the Tamit Chacham. Even if he's a Kohen, the Tamit Chacham comes first. Yeah, not his fault. The Afilu Chacham, it's like his mother smokes and he ends up with a disease. Not his fault. The Afilu Chacham Lichsod, the Amaaretz Lichyot, the Eshen Chaber Kechaber. And the wife of a Tamit Chacham is like it doesn't Chacham. Eshen Chaber Kechaber. That's an important thing. Yeah. Now, now, all of this is really not so relevant nowadays because you really go to see according to the need. This guy's going to die first. They're going to put somebody who, who, who has died. But it's a, but there is. We'll, we'll see a little bit. Let's go. Let's go further. A lot, lot of important stuff to see. There's parashatre We have a pasuk about tzedakah. Okay. It goes like this, and I'm going to lay it for you, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to have a poor person, one of your brothers, in your gates, in your land. Okay, so you have different things over here. Means that. Your brother, that your brother from your father, okay, so your brother comes first, so family comes first, then the people who live in your land comes first, right? Somebody comes from Cleveland, needs money, say, what do you mean? I didn't take care of uh, Tom Chay Shabbos, Los Angeles, how can I take care of Tom Chay Shabbos, Cleveland, Right? Uh, wait, why Why not? Be'artzecha. Then it says the word Be'artzecha. So it says the Sifri, which is Chazal, Chachamim, it's a Midrash. Be'artzecha, that means it was written by the, the rabbis of the Mishnah. They go before Yoshev Chutzlaretz. Now, do they go before the people in Los Angeles or not? Now we're going to see. Shomem now, it doesn't say that Eretz Yisrael goes before the local poor. So you have local poor and then Eretz Yisrael and then Cleveland. Okay? Nothing against Cleveland. Besides the fact that they have a very bad football team. But that's after that. At least in my days they used to. In the 90s, and the 80s. Okay. Now... Continues the Shulchan Aruch. Siman Resh Nun Aleph. What is the sequence? We're just going to see it now in the Halacha, what we read in the Chumash. What? Page 61. Ooh, tuition. 
let's say you're going to give your children that are older and you're not obligated to support them anymore. They're old enough. Uh, or to put the daughters in the proper path. Which is nowadays, it's seminary. You know, I used to think, like, I said, I'm not sending my daughters to seminary. I'm going to lock them up in a room at home for the year that all their children go to seminary. I got to afford twenty, thirty thousand dollars That's crazy. What am I supposed to do? But the truth is, is that maybe there's different cities, but in Los Angeles for sure, I as a rabbi can tell you clearly that girls who went to seminary and girls who didn't go to seminary, there's a tremendous difference in how they build a home. For sure from the modern Orthodox schools. And from the base Yaakov's also, there's a very big difference. A girl who went to seminary didn't go to seminary. It's just a fact of life. So you're right. The system, uh, they're making a lot of money. You can go from today to tomorrow. That's Rabbi Burstein's job to put pressure on them and the other principal's job to put pressure on them not to send if they don't do this and to do that. And they should do that. And they're trying, but they should. It's very hard. It's a business, right? Yeshivas is not a business in Israel, but seminaries is a business. And it's not a, something bad I'm saying. That's the reality. You know, they're, they run it as a business and they make money from it, which is that that's their business. You don't want it, don't send there. That's it. They'll find. They're doing well, right? Problem is, is that a lot of people should go to seminary. Don't go to seminary because of that, but it's a real need. Could you use your Meister funds for that? Absolutely. You're not obligated to send your daughter to seminary. What? For this, she is. Yes, who else is going to take care of her? Unless you have uh, rich Uncle Sam, the sugar daddy, the uncle that'll, that'll put money for her seminary or the grandparent, then you can use your mice's about master for seminary 100%. <laughs> Seminaries? No. Not seven. You never. You ever saw seminary collecting here? We kick them out so far they wouldn't need a flight back. There is one seminary that calls me every year and asks for No, no seminaries that are. And if they do, maybe they're legitimate that they don't take money. Maybe they're the ones that give scholarships. My daughter's seminary, no, very little scholarship. Uh, uh, out of the whole thing, maybe a five percent or a ten percent discount for people who are learning in Kolo. and 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 it's a favor for you to try to get in, like you can push to get in. And you can pay full price. I'll send you my link. Donate to me. <laughs> oh, I'm about to get to that. I'm trying to make it intriguing so he'll stay and won't go to gymnastics. Because you have no cue. I'll try to get a cue. Rabbi, where's the cutoff to say I can afford it? I'm already paying, you know, basically here, it's not the same price, versus saying, you need my Meister. What's the cutoff? You're allowed to use Meister for it. What if you can afford it? What do you mean you can't afford it? Your Meister can't afford it? No, Even with Meister? You can't afford it. Oh, you can? You can. We're filthy rich. We're filthy rich. We're that decision. You could count it as part 20%. You don't want to count it as 10%? To 20. <laughs> Go to 20. I bumped you up to 20. But does it apply to what it says down here by parents? Is that if you can afford to have your parents, but you do it with my money, you could be there. Well, let's see. Let's see. Vechen anutin matanot le'aviv. You give your presents to your father. 
והם צריכים להם. הרי זה בכלל צדקה. That's called צדקה. Not only that, you have to gift your parents before the others. Even if he's not... ואפילו אין לו בנו ולא אבי ולא קרובות, צריך להקדימו לכל אדם. And even if somebody's um, not your son, but you have to give him before others. What? The first line is for both of your grandkids. The grandkids, the adult children's money, to teach their children. No, no, no. That means that they're bar mitzvah. They're over six years old, we'll see. Okay. Okay. Sarich leagdimo lekol adam. Okay. Veafilu talmid racham she'eno rabo. And even if it's talmid racham, in other words, and in his rab, he has to give before others also. Veafilu talmid racham she'eno rabo. Okay. Now. The Shach says like this. This is a little bit to do with Tomer's question. If he's able to do it and he takes money and he supports his parents with that money, so so that's, that's you know, in other words, he's not, that's, that's a little bit of a curse because it shows, in other words, he's holding back from other people and he's just using his tzedakah for that. I'm not saying he's a whole tzedakah, but a person can afford it. But he definitely could count it as part of his maaser. But he's also giving to others. Now, um, and the Pitchei Tshuva brings from the Chatam Sofer that you, that you even have more of a detail that Yoshver Yerushalayim Goes on others, goes goes in precedence before other cities in Eretz Yisrael. That's also very interesting. Okay, let's continue. Okay, there's a dilemma that always comes about. Yes, your money goes much further if you're, for example, supporting an average. Okay, in your life, you pay him seven hundred, hundred dollars a month. You're getting the support of a whole month of learning versus LA. Okay. Well, I'm biased, but I will I explain but, to you. But I'm just saying. I will explain to you very simply that there's no question that you have an obligation to support Avraham in LA before Yerushalayim. But you no, support an average. That's not true. If uh, you might need this whole table to support one Avraham compared to only you supporting one Avraham, that doesn't matter. That just makes you feel if, better. If you but have, the obligation have, of the community. Down, yeah. If you have a combination, so you know that you you you're, you have a thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. You can buy a uh, day of learning and being for $400. you are looking at it as a purchase. Nothing to do. It's nothing to do how you're going to feel about it. It's what the results are going to be. It's very simple. L.A. has uh, uh, maybe um, 80 of Reichem in total. It's an embarrassment to the community. I just read yesterday that the Bub of Kolel of Borough Park has 350 of Reichem. L.A. has how many of Reichem? 80, 90, okay, we have high expenses, we have high living, but guess what, we also have a lot of money. <laughs> and and the fact that there isn't so many Avrechim, or even Avrechim that are here cannot even live properly, it's not, doesn't speak very good on the city. The city has to have Torah being learned 
and taught in the community for it. It's one of the needs of the community. So a person has to make sure that his community is taken care of in that regard. So like for me, it's a, I, it costs more, so more people have to chip it. That's, that's, that's how it is. But instead, they're going to give their money to Yerushalayim. They're Baruch Hashem, the whole world Yerushalayim and Eretz Yisrael I'm asking my question. If you care from a business standpoint. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I, no, 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 no. Who cares hey. about a business standpoint? No. That's what I'm asking. The guy Why learning do you care? Torah. Yeah. Okay. 160 hours on average a month. How about the guy in Cleveland? Okay. He's doing much better than a guy in Yerushalayim. What are you going to get to? Yerushalayim or Cleveland? Let's say Yerushalayim. He's not going to learn as, as much as you could get your worth for giving an average in Cleveland. What are you going to get first? Yes. Not equal. Cleveland's doing better. Not true. If you're getting more Torah for the the money that you give, how do you know what's better or not? I don't but, know. But you know it's hours of learning versus That's quality. Also, some hours. Stop believing that. Quality, listen, quality is the same. You can't know. You can't. You can't. You're, you're, I don't know. I don't know if what you're saying is is correct. It's it's. You can't start judging people according to what their level and quality is in order where your tzedakah money is going to go. Tzedakah doesn't go according to you, your purchase. It goes according to the needs of a person. emotions aside, we're talking, you're not, you're not a rush caller. Okay? We're talking apples and apples. Okay? You're, you have 160 hours of learning over there versus 8 hours of learning that you can support. Okay. We're paying for the book. We're paying for your book. You're getting more out of learning in your zuchut versus the money that you're spending. If it's if it's purchasing something as Aren't an item, no, you're not purchasing. When you're giving tzedakah, you're not purchasing. You're fulfilling your obligation. What Hashem wants from you to do, and Hashem wants you to help a community. That's what He wants you to do. I don't know. I'm not Hashem. I didn't write the Torah, but that's what the Torah says. Achicha sha'arecha comes before artzicha. I didn't write the Bible. That's what the Bible says. It doesn't say, but if Artecha is getting more bang for your buck, do that. To your help, there's people that other organizations have, have approached. The guy said, my father passed away. I got 1,000 Abrishmanaris Israel because I get a lot more bang for my buck. So maybe it's your obligation, and our obligation, and other organizations' obligation to bring the fire some this and teach people how it works out because every single businessman that I know except now that we have learned I learned it myself this, this is the, the stigma this is the, the common understanding between the smart and like to donate through buying stuff so that's what they look at well that's a different story that's what no that's what that's the reality that's the thing but it's, it because doesn't work that like, way but look when you but, grow but, up but, from but look, day one and you go you're five years old you're sitting right. with your people so, always killing right. yourself so what do you have so what do you have in the meantime you have the Sephardi school in LA is struggling to have a proper building and a proper mosque and a proper thing, whereas the Ashkenazi schools are thriving community more Torah, more Torah, more Torah, because they have more of a priority how to give tzedakah. Right. Sorry, there you want me to say it? I say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. But there's Very nice. The it's a false the I think the question and a mikveh, the Svartim can't raise money for a mikveh. They have to get the, 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 the other community. Well, come on, uh, that, this is we're, that's what we're learning. Trying to figure this out. And you have hundred demands on your money every day. You want to make sure. 
You have to go according to what Hashem wants you to do. That's how you have to live your life. What, in other words, you want to think about what you want to do. You want to think about what Hashem wants you to do. What, how, how do you know? You look at the Torah. Very also, simple. You don't know which one's going to get the biggest effort. You might think that one's giving you a biggest effort. You don't know that one. You ask a shayla. You ask a shayla. You do. I think you get a bigger boss if you by doing what Hashem wants. Fine. You ask a shayla. So, uh, shayla, you have it in front of your eyes. Okay, let's continue. Madam, we have it in front of your eyes. Okay. I'm playing the devil's advocate for your sake. No, no. It's very good. Now, let's continue. The... Um, the, the Avat Chesed, which is the Chovetz Chaim, has some very important details on... On how to give. He says like this. Im Echad... I thought we learned about tuition before. Didn't we learn about tuition before? Yeah, we learned about tuition. Are they gonna get back into it again? If not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. We didn't finish it up last week. No. Oh, okay, fine. So before we do the Chavetz Chaim, page sixty-three, put put a mark on this Chavetz Chaim. We have to go back to what we didn't finish. Oh my gosh. Okay, no problem. It's not like we went on a different topic. Let's go back to where we were last time. I was wondering, I was wondering, this is okay, this is important. Now, um, we were in page 40 of last week, right? Where do we stop last week, anybody remembers? We stopped, I'll tell you, page 31. Okay, now, uh, tuition. Oh, I knew there was a gap somewhere. Page 31? Page 33. Comes Rabbi Blau. Rabbi Bloy, and he says like this: "Ed lifroa maaser You shouldn't pay for maaser your tuition. Okay, that's the number one rule. Why shouldn't you pay the tuition? He brings from the Avat Chesed on the bottom. Because the number one rule we learned last week of of of." of um, Kevan, where are you going now? We're learning about tuition and maaser. It says like this, that if a person is going to have a, uh, an obligation upon him, he's not allowed to pay from his maaser money because it's an obligation. So since it's an obligation to educate your children, you can't use maaser money. That is... The like baseline of the halacha. Right. There's no obligation. Not only that, the question is going to be like this. Rav Avadia Yosef was asked this. Rav Moshe Feinstein was asked this. And there's going to be two basic approaches before even we look inside. There is only an obligation to support your son until six years old to learn to, to learn to be in school. Otherwise, he's got to figure it out until he's six years old. I have a seven. I have an eight-year-old at home. He's like, we tall, we're very short. I don't see him like going out and like handling stuff Hustling. without school. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got the hustle in it. He's got the lab bar, you know, hustle over there. But still, it's like, I don't see it happening so easy. 
So, uh, but Rav Ovad Yosef does a, has a teshuva about this, and he says that, well, after six years old, maybe you would be able to use Maaser money from it. Rav Moshe Feinstein says, in our country, there's no such thing as not having your child in school until they graduate. So, he's basically against almost using all tuition money. What I'm going to discuss with you is a third approach that makes sense for nowadays, which is how much of the money is really an obligation and how much of the money is there to help other people that can't afford full tuition. But you don't have to send your kid to a private tuition. No, you have to, he says. He says because there's no choice, he says, in his days, imagine what he would say in nowadays, in his days, he says there, there's no way that they're going to come out al derech if not. And so that's, that's what he's going to have. Yes? I came out of Hashem. I went to public school. Yeah, but you're an exception. Yeah. You are an exception. There's no question about the risk, it. The risk, high risk. What about all your friends who did it, who came out bad? You were talking about your friend that was uh, getting a Jewish uh, wedding or whatever last week. You know? Okay. You want to make it a, a generic statement for people who are going to public school? Listen, I have people that I know that made enough money and they're, and they're, they're like Shomer Shabbat and everything. And they said, well, I'm just sending to Canfield or whatever else. I, I became the biggest test on earth. Uh, and I just like didn't leave them alone until they reversed their decision. All, all three or four of them all reversed the decision. And they can't, every day they thank me. Every day they thank me. What's money? Money comes, money goes. Well, you're gonna, your kid's education you're going to give up on is for life. They're ge- it's not that. It's your generation. Gener- thousands and thousands and thousands of great-great-grandchildren you're giving up on. Can't take that risk. Okay, so let's start looking at the sources. Oh, no, this is something else. That he, that, let's say somebody who, uh, the, that, the, that the school obligates you to come to their banquet and pay for the banquet. Right? You know, that's what they do. I think Dr. Fox told me it used to be in L.A., in Torres Emmes, Yeshiva of Isaacson. If you couldn't afford to pay tuition... So you would have to volunteer. Sometimes they would have poker night or something. You'd be the guy behind the poker night. Wow. Volunteer. Yeah. Okay, so he says that... (laughs) (laughs) I'd love that job. I'd love that job. That would be great. Okay, so Ramusha says... That a staff member who's present attending the school dinner at his own expense uses Master money to pay for it, minus the amount that would have cost him to eat at home. So, so he, in other words, if you're going to a dinner, how much would it cost you to eat at home? Thirty bucks. That's a lot. You think a nice supper? Then, then, then the rest of two hundred seventy could go to Master. Yeah. Or like, uh, uh, so let's say they're obligating you to go to the school dinner. Cost $300 a seat. So Maser, you can take up $270. Because you're getting a meal. That's what he says. Famous soccer, and what's your advice? Page 35. Now. That's why you should pay for them, which is not true. Now, continues from what's your advice, he says like this. Uh, uh, we, we, there's, there's a halacha in Evan Ezra that says like this. A parent, it's, it's written in Shukhanach Eben Ezer, Sif Aleph. Chayav adam lazun banam notav ad shiyeh b'nei sheesh. Until they're six years old, you have to feed your children. 
And even if they have properties that fell, that they have an inheritance in their name from their grandparents or whatever, you still have to feed them. Right? But afterwards, it's a takanat chachamim, like tzedakah. Now, it would seem to be, according to this, you're allowed to use your ma'asir, uh, intuition for children after six Wait, years old. Could be even that. There goes all your money, right? Now, uh, no, okay, but that, so let's let's continue. The shach says that based on this, you could use ma'asir money. Take a look at page thirty-six. All the more so if there's no, if the, if the city doesn't take care of it, even if you could take them from Makam Acher, it's still called Tzedakah. So it's called Tzedakah, so you could, you could, uh, you could, you could deduct it. Cesar Moshe Fais in page 37. That once a person gets married and he has a ketubah, what is the thing of Master Xavim Bismanazeh? I don't understand what you're asking. And he says, um, he says it's a once a year type of obligation. I'm going to skip that and go to the end of the tshuva. Barur. The mothers living with the children, and they're more than six years old, and they're older. As long as it's not the derech, that children should go support themselves. Amen. So therefore, if a person is going to, uh, over six years old, it doesn't matter anymore because as long as he's obligated to support because that is the derech that he has to support and it's like, just like he obligated to be the finest his wife, he obligated to take care of his children. It's part of his chiyu v'ktuba. It's no different than people, a person accepts upon himself foster children. We accept foster children, don't feed them. Oh, it has to come from tzedakah. So don't accept foster children. And you accepted these children as your children. So he says, you're obligated. Most people nowadays, especially in our country, which is the United States of America, everyone lives together. And it, it makes a lot of sense. It doesn't make any sense to say that you should use Meister money for tuition after six years old. Like, who are we kidding over here? You're obligated. The, the, you're not going to send your children to Jewish school? Well, I mean... That doesn't make sense. That's what Moshe Feinstein says. And therefore, as long as he's in your house and that's the dirk support them, it's difficult to say that she goes from Meister Tzedakah. But again, your daughter, you could keep her at home. Why do you have to give her that extra experience of Tzedakah, of, 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 of seminary? 
It's it's called a chov nowadays. And that's going to go even according to the shach. But there's no place in the world nowadays. In Israel, you have to send your children to school. I know, but you can send your kid to a public religious school and Baruch Hashem, the kid will come out okay. You don't have to send him to a private... Whatever yeshiva, maybe. So that doesn't apply to Israel. Maybe. What about the maybe? If you if you find such a school that it's, you know, you're saying like this. You're saying you could make an argument here also. You could say I could send to a Jewish school X that charges ten thousand dollars for tuition, and I'm sending to a better Jewish school, which is not true by the way. The less religious Jewish schools. Like milking costs much, much more. But let's say it would be true. And but I'm sending to a much better Jewish school that costs twenty five thousand dollars. So fifteen thousand dollars I should be able that's what your argument is. Good argument. Never heard it before, I don't know. Let's send your son to like a third post high school in Israel. Right. That's a very good argument to say it is Maser. Why am I obligated to do that? Well, this is good news. Yeah, no, I think so. I think that just a logical question. He's pulling out his link donations. <laughs> you can say, you can say. Uh, Wait, I have another. All sedaka is maaser, but not all maaser is sedaka. Right. If it's sedaka, you can count it for maaser. We're trying to remember what's sedaka, and then you can count it as right. Exactly. Good statement. Uh, okay. Now, uh, the Aruch Hashulchan who lived in Russia uh, in the 1900s. He writes in page 40 that you shouldn't use ma'aser funds for your son's tuition because you have to make sure that they learn Torah. The chen schar limud. Look where it has in the gray area. No, Aruch HaShulchan is, is Rav Epstein. He lived after the Valatanya. The chen schar limud shemishlem bad banav akhtanim ene bechlas takamim ma'aser. It's a separate mitzvah and it's like any other mitzvah. That you shouldn't do for Maser. Let's say you take a son-in-law. Even if you're learning, you're learning with some, you're teaching with somebody else, that shouldn't be used for Maser. Wow. Most people they don't say that way. But that's what he says. Now the Tzitz Eliezer 41 writes from the Tzitz Eliezer of Waldenburg. He was a good friend of Rav Avadiyah Yosef. And he argues on this. He says that, no, many of them say you can use Ma'asir money to fund your son's tuition. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, and, and he basically, he brings the Aruch HaShulchan. He says that Aruch HaShulchan definitely exaggerated on this, he thinks. And he says that somebody who has a hard time paying for his children going to school. Especially if the one who's teaching is a teacher that doesn't have enough money. You should be able. And he doesn't understand why the Chafetz Chaim says you don't. And he says, it's going to depend how old, it's going to depend how how a person's used to it. Now there's, there are going to be ways that you could figure out that some of the money could go towards Maser. So let me tell you what Rabbi Shlomo Miller's formula is. Shlomo Miller is one of the preeminent poskim in the generation. Lives in Toronto, Canada. You ever heard of the Reichman family? He was their rav. And he, uh, 
he, uh, he has many, many very critical psukim in North America. And one of them he, told, he said is the following. I mean, I've heard this in his name a few times. I've never really spoken to him at length about this, which is the following. You have a school, uh, we'll call the school the uh, Torah's Chaim. Okay? Torah's Chaim has a million dollar budget. I'm just making the numbers lower. A million, yeah, fine. So they have a $10 million budget, okay? They have a $10 million budget. Now, out of the $10 million budget, if they would charge tuition uh, $10,000 per family, they would be able to cover that. How much is uh, $10,000 to get the 10 million? How much do you need? How many students do you need? 100. So you need a thousand students, a thousand student body paying full tuition. In order now, if there's a thousand students and they all pay full tuition, so then Rabbi Miller would say then it's hard to say that you could take Maaser off that. Some opinions might hold some of the money, yes, some of the money no. Now let's think about it. Out of that ten thousand dollars you're paying, um Five thousand of it is going towards the secular education. Okay, five thousand going towards secular education doesn't seem to be you'd be able to take a maaser for that. Even though there is a mitzvah to teach your son a trade, there's a mitzvah to teach your son a trade. But what? Yeah, but there's an obligation, right? There's an obligation. Okay, I don't know. I you have to think about that. You have to think about that. I'm not. I'm not closing the case on that. Say for now. For now. Okay, so now, now the other five thousand, the other five thousand. Listen to this calculation though on the on the recording, okay? So then the other five thousand. Think the other five thousand. Think about it. How much is supporting? Uh, they they are not going to charge that ten thousand because only six hundred of their parent and only five hundred of their parent bodies paying full tuition. The others can't afford ten thousand dollars. So the other are paying $5,000. So because the other are paying $5,000 only, you still have to raise another 5000 So you're going to charge $15,000 tuition from every parent, knowing that half of them are paying only $5,000, and the other half that do better are paying $15,000. So out of the $15,000 that you are paying full tuition, 5000 is helping others. That's for sure, Master. How do you calculate that? How do you know? They don't publish that. You have to figure that out as an estimate on your own. I, I know it. I've heard, I've heard someone mention this at a school, and they said... I think you like, did? This formula? Who? Yeah, so they said... I, who? I think they asked the school. Rabbi Hirschman? I'm not going to say who. Because Rabbi Hirschman is from Toronto also. No, no, no. So I heard, at, like, the schools do 10% more automatically. Like, 10% of your tuition, let's say it's $30,000, 10% I think it's more. You can ask the head of the school as an approximate for this question. I'm sure he's gotten it before. But they the donations and they think so. He'll they'll be able to tell you. He'll he'll be able by Goldenberg. He'll be able to tell you more or less what you can think of. He'll just tell you just give it all to me anyways. You know. <laughs> Told me about the budget, but he never told me <laughs> where it comes from. Right, he right. Tells me, tells me how much he has to figure out for payroll. That that I think that makes a lot of sense, honestly. 
that makes a lot of sense. Now, if you're not paying full tuition, so you know that's uh, that that obviously that makes it more uh, more logical. Have trouble with, with tuition. There's some schools that create a membership. You have to pay membership. It's not tuition. It's membership. Yes, for the government. Why government? Just and then to make, they, they have to make it into a school or something. To make it a congregation. I paid $4,000 a year to a me too. But would that be like helping a... <laughs> no, it's, it's just for tax purposes, but you don't have to. You don't have to pay members. You have, you have to, to pay have members to. because they're obligating you. But it's the same thing. That, so don't send to school. Don't send to that congregation. Don't go to that congregation. It's all part of but the now, same thing. Now you're going back to that question of, oh, but I want to go to this school. It's a better school. I don't know. I, I think you just have to calculate now that you're doing it. Like this lump sum, how much are they doing it in order for paying or in order not? Now, um, how about daughters, or Moshe Feinstein writes in page 42. Ah, yeah, we're overtime, huh? Uh, such an interesting topic. We're not finishing that after that. It's going to be two weeks. I told you we're behind. Now, yes? You're not obligated to sit down for an entire day. Quite a remote finding. You're not allowed to deduct it. But you're not also obligated to sit there for, uh, I don't know, a large portion of the day and teach yourself. You're obligated to send them to school. You're obligated to send them to school. What's your obligation? No, there's no system of school like that. If you have a system of school like that, maybe. But the, you have to send them to a school that you obligated your wife to some type of lifestyle that their children will go to some type of school. Says Ramoshe Feinstein. That's one of your Chiyubik Tuba. So you don't have another choice. We can't, we can't. That's what he was asking. A good question. Let's say you have a choice to send to a a lower level school, you're sending a better Torah school that costs more money, which I don't think is so relevant here because yeah, I think it costs. I think they cost more money. Yeah, exactly. Lower level school. What is? What if there's less money because there's more clay kodesh learning there, so they they make it more affordable. That's why, by the way, right? Okay. What if? What if there's a good school? Let, hypothetically, let's say there's a good public school, and then you have the choice of sending after school program, three four hours. Can you consider that versus going to full-time school? If that's not something that's normally done in your community and you're not, you're not fulfilling your obligation to your wife as that type of lifestyle that you're obligated her to, Ramoshe finds you and say, no, you can't. I don't know. You're telling me Ramoshe finds other posts. I don't know. Maybe they would. May, oh, I don't know what Rav Ovadia would say on this argument. He, in, if you read Yechavidat, he seems to be lenient, more lenient. What's his leniency? After six years old, you're not obligated. All masses, all masses. Okay, so who's the party? <laughs> I don't know. This has nothing to do with Spartan This has nothing to do with Spartan Ashkenazim. This has to do with with, with logical. Um, so you're going I don't know. No, I don't know what he would say nowadays. I don't know. Maybe he was he was also in the in the world that you could send to a regular public school like that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what Ravavadi would say nowadays. But he was talking about Eretz Yisrael anyway. So Rav Rab- Moshe Sternbach says clearly that uh, that he 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 writes that paying for seventy for post high school girls is certainly not obligatory, and Meiser funds can be used. So he. 
he, he definitely understands that. And I, I think post high school, post yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael, you could have sent them to another yeshiva over here in New York and you don't, you send them to Eretz Yisrael. For sure the difference of that, 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 could, that, that could apply. <laughs> but Rav, Rav Bloy writes in page 44 and 45 I know I'm going over time I'll finish within one minute I hope that um, that even when I'm, I'm not going to read the top one enough time that even when using master funds for tuition you have to deduct at least what you would have paid anyways for room and board. You I mean you're you're getting advantages of room and board. You can't consider that all tuition. What do you mean? Wait a minute. That's only if it's a sleepaway school, you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or a yeshiva dorm, right? Oh, you're talking yeshiva. Okay. What if you're forced to? Yeah, but there's 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 you're getting you're getting advantage from it. So what you have to deduct that. It's hard, it's hard fish board now. You know, that makes me complicated. You need counting to this right now. Now, obviously, what you're giving as a gift, gifts for a rebbe or a teacher, that an obligatory could be meister money. That's obvious. Yeah, you're not obligated to give that, unless your school says you're obligated to, but you're not usually. Um, you could also use extra tutoring for your son and whatever else. Um, that's obvious. Um, What's that obvious? What? Why is that obvious? Because you don't have to. Bar Mitzvah lessons, you don't have to. You're teaching them Torah. I think you might. See, it could be you're heading 20% now, according to what you're... According to this shear, it could be you're paying 20%. You are doing 20%. Just real quick, what do you say about... Uh, Shul, shul membership. Is that nicer? I'm going to stop over here. School shul membership, it's going to depend what type of shul it is. If it's a shul that really it's the one shul in the city and you have to pay in order, so it's very difficult to say that you can use that as MICER funds. But if it's a shul that doesn't require you to be a membership, you're just going there, you want to go and you want to help the shul and everything, really they wouldn't pressure you to give the membership even though you show up there. So then you would have, you would be able to deduct it for Meiser money. You would. Yeah. So it depends whether, how it's set up. Where's Rabbi Brand? Oh, he escaped. Next week's the... Next week's the... Next week's Hanukkah break. We're not...